Good morning, and thank you for tuning in to another edition of Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440. Connor, Halley, Brandon, Douglas with you today. So we're taking the next hour to talk a little fantasy sports here on the program. The show, as always, brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky, home of Alberta's best beef jerky. You can go check them out in person right here at West Edmonton Mall. And go out to Leduc, Spruce Grove, or online, wheelhawkbeefjerky.com. Show up at a Christmas party with some jerky. You know, maybe it's a gift card in the stocking. Just a little hint for you with the holiday season rolling around. My name is Connor Halley. Brandon Douglas here as well. The text line, one 401 If you'd like to jump in on the conversation, we'll rely heavily on Brandon because uh, as I sit down, open up my laptop, it doesn't turn on. Brandon, what do I do? Oh, no. What do I do? Have you tried turning it off and turning it back on again? I don't even know there was an off and on button for this thing, to be honest with you. Have you tried? There's a light. <laughs> have you tried plug? Maybe it's out of power. Maybe. It doesn't usually die on me that fast, but we'll we'll let it hang out for a little bit. Charge, if there's any text that come <laughs> in that you want to get to, Brandon, feel free. The mobile version of our chat is not the most user-friendly, so we'll just hope that this bad boy comes back to life Uh, please if you're out there send positive vibes that we can get this thing healed uh lots going on today in the sporting world uh especially well mainly on the nhl side of things the edmonton oilers are in action tonight taking on the carolina hurricanes down in rally that's a five o'clock start so you can basically look at sports 1440 from now until five is pregame coverage we're going to be talking a lot of oilers on the station today Uh, we will have zach lang of oilers nation dropping by in about 18 minutes Give or take, uh, we'll talk fantasy sports, of course, but also get his thoughts on the Oilers. Uh, Stuart Skinner in the starting net tonight. Uh, Brandon, you guys went over the lines a little bit today for the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, I don't know if there's anything that really popped off the screen for you, but uh, what did you think of the lineup from Tony Brar of Oilers uh, TV? I, yes, Oilers, yeah, TV. Oilers TV. Yeah, the, uh, I'm, yeah, I mean, the forward pairing of uh, Warren Fogel getting elevated back to the top line certainly doesn't come as a surprise we've uh, we've talked about it a lot he's kind of been the the most consistent and best forward for the Oilers in what's been this disappointing start to their season so far um the defensive pairings swapping out um you know Brett Kulak up to the top pairing Cody Cece down to the third and then whether it be Broberg or DeHarnay um on the opposite side of him that's an interesting one I mean Brett Kulak uh him and Darnell Nurse, the two best skaters uh, on the defensive side for the Oilers. It, it makes for an interesting, like, the bet, The easiest way to defend, yes, being big is helpful. Yes, being good with your stick is helpful. But I think being a good skater uh, makes it easier than than not. And and Cody Cece's been, f- actually, I think, probably pretty good for the Oilers. I'll go as far to say that. Yes, he's made an error here or there who hasn't on the Oilers uh, roster. <laughs> but... Between Brett Kulak and Darnell Nurse, I think that smooth skating defensive pairing up top uh, hopefully looks to slow down the Carolina offense while then CC a little bit more stability for um, whether it be Broberg or DeHarnay or maybe both if they go back to uh, 11 and 7 again. Whereas that middle pairing that has drawn the ire of many a fans, many a critic, many a media of Ekholm and Bouchard remains unchanged so far. So we'll see how that plays out. But the forward uh, lines is a little bit of shuffling, which... I actually found it odd because I thought Knobloch said he was going to kind of ride things a little bit longer. And yes, it's been a, a number of games so far, but mostly uh, just kind of sticking with the pairs mentality, keeping two sets of pl- or pair of players together rather than a full line at a time. So we'll uh, we'll see how things actually shake out come warm up time tonight. The morning skate not always a direct indicator for how the Lions will look uh, at game time, but we'll uh, we will see. 
Yeah, I mean, we had seen that in the past, right, where you, you see a line, and then once we get to puck drop, it changes just a little bit there. We'll see how that goes. You know, and just speaking from the defensive side of things, I don't, I don't need Evan Bouchard to be perfect. I don't need Darnell Nurse to be perfect. It'd be great. No one's going to confuse them ever for Chris Pronger or any any defenseman like that. But, you know, just just don't look so foolish out there at times. Don't look lost. Play simple. Keep it simple, stupid. I mean, that's a model that I think a lot of us can look back upon in our life and say, you've probably used it once or twice. See, it doesn't have to be beautiful. Keep it in at the blue line. Just if playing it in the corner, it's not always going to be the sexiest play, but it's probably not going to go flip right around on you. You don't have to make that pinch maybe at the blue opposing blue line when you're up to nothing, you know, just little things like that. Focus on the defensive end and, you know, you just hope the rest of the things will take care of themselves. Connor McDavid, uh, two goals on Monday night. Looks like he's kind of finding his form once again, although it's, it's tough to say. <laughs> some people still think there might be some injuries. Uh, Jack Campbell, how about some positivity for you on this Wednesday morning? Uh, he had a 30 save shot over the Bakersfield Condors last night. Uh, you can be negative in the text line if you want for me bringing this up, but the good news is I can't see it because my laptop's not working. So I just want to give him a shout-out. Uh, he's obviously had a, a hard go this this season for the Edmonton Oilers and then going down to the Bakersfield Condors. It hasn't been easy for him, so a positive step in the right direction. Shout-out to Jack Campbell. Uh, I've got some texts coming in here, actually. I've, I've slowly loaded up the mobile edition. I see... Scalding Gordon here, Ross Shepard. My son goes there. Ah, oh, he's got a fine choice in schools. That's where I went as well. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming you guys talked about the former Ross Shepard T-Bird. Uh, as always, that's how Kevin tees up uh, the start of our show. And here's, here's a question for you, Connor. As uh, you growing up here in the metropolitan area, myself uh, far from it. Yeah. Where you go to school in Edmonton, is it not just based on where you live, like what part of the city you live in? And then I guess maybe between if you're going the uh, the Catholic or public school route? Or can you, like, if you live over here in the West End, can you still choose to go to a school on the east or south side of the city or whatever? You could, yeah. Yeah, I mean, for elementary, I, th- I think you probably just go wherever's closest because it's easier. Junior high, there you have the feeder schools. But I can tell you, when I was... You know, graduating from elementary, I did not want to go to the feeder schools provided. It was West Lawn or Hillcrest, and I thought, I don't want to go there. I went to Parkview, which is very nice. And then for high school, I think you can kind of go anywhere. I've had some friends from Parkview, which is kind of West End, that went on to Victoria, like downtown. There's like more of an arts school, you know? So, yeah, I think you can kind of go wherever you want. I think high school is maybe less picky. Junior high was tough, though. I was on a waiting list to get into Parkview. I did not want to go to Westlawn. It had a bad rep at the time. Their bathrooms apparently didn't have doors. <laughs> well, <laughs> that is uh, that is all very interesting information. Uh, Delburn Centralized School, K-12. to Yeah. It's the only school in the area. I mean, there was, so Elnora, which is a smaller town uh, just south on Highway 21, it had a school K-7. to So after you left Elnora, when you finished grade 7 in Elnora, you chose to go to Delburn or to Troshu, which is a little bit further south, 
down the highway. Um, and there were a few people that when you got to high school, they would uh, go to school in Red Deer instead just for scheduling-wise. Like a couple of my friends that I grew up with that were on the track to move on playing hockey. Uh, yeah. A couple that went to play on in the WHL, Junior A, et cetera. They went on to do school in Red Deer instead so you could, A, finish faster, and it was just more accommodating schedule-wise. Because in Delburn, the schedule's a schedule. You don't really pick it. it you're not uh, choosing to take math at this time or this time. Math is at this time. It's the only time it's offered <laughs> the entire year, not just per semester, the whole year so it was very rigid that way so it's interesting to hear that other side of it where yeah you could you could go where you wanted see what you wanted be who you wanted be who you want to be i had a buddy who went for grade 10 he went to vic for grade 11 he went to i think jp and then grade 12 went to fx so he just kind of bounced around kind of like at the transfer portal right now with some of these overaged quarterbacks just bouncing around go where you want to go uh, I, I did open up the mobile version of, of uh, our text line here. So this one came in from M. And I can only see the first word, and then I see the rest when I open it up. So this was a from M, and it was a Chargers question. A fellow Chargers fan, M, nice to meet you. I know we've, got, we've gone back and forth before, I think, on here. Uh, where do they currently stand? It's sad to think Justin Herbert is under 500 overall record. How is Brandon Staley with the team? I think the change will come in the offseason, M. I think that right now, like, yeah, you could – you could fire Brandon Staley and let like a, a former player, positional coach, take over the head coach mantle. You got Kellen Moore as your offensive coordinator and Derek Ansley as the defensive coordinator, potentially. I wouldn't mind seeing that, but it's just, I don't know if that would be the spark you need. And then you're going to be looking for a new head coach in the offseason. And if you're a Chargers fan and you know, you, you've, you look around on the internet, you've probably seen those Bill Belichick rumors out there as well. So I don't know what the future is going to hold. I don't think Brandon Staley is the guy. Definitely not a huge fan of his at the moment. Good person. I don't know if he is a very good football coach. one 1440 is the text line. Imitation Tom. Like I told you, Brandon, the first thing I have here is high school. Well, good. That's all it says. I, then it was I had to attend a lottery or win a lottery to attend Wagner. Is that a prestigious place? I don't know much about Wagner. I'm kind of sheltered in my West End world. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I feel like there's a couple initials before Wagner. This one from Ed, who's always hating, you can only go to another high school out of your ban- boundary if they have room or if they offer a program your school doesn't have. So like Vic had like the arts program. I think it was considered like an artsy school. Um, I know that JP had the mechanics program. FX had all the sports academies. I think the academies are more, more common now, but yeah, good answer. Good Imitation. Answer. <laughs> no, it was a ghetto school. WP w- 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 Wagner. Yeah. I knew there was some initials. Well, that's funny. You had to get the lottery. When I, <laughs> this is so off topic, but when I was in grade six trying to go to Parkview, there, there was like a rumor that if you had a sibling that attended the school, that got you in. I don't know if it worked because I still had to go on a waiting list and just hope that kids, you know, dropped out. But yeah, it's a doggy dog world out there. And when you're like 12 years old, you're pretty nervous about where you're going to be spending the next three years. <sighs> last, maybe last note here on the, uh, the Edmonton <laughs> high school situation. This one from plumber Steve said, uh, can confirm Westlawn had no doors on the washrooms. Also had no windows until 1996 <laughs> was like a jail. Cheers. Plumber Steve. And I believe it's torn down now. Oh, all so right. it was actually right. It's actually right by here, Brando. I'll take you down there one time. There's like a new building put up and it looks amazing. I think there's another school beside it. But yeah, Westlawn, I would tell you like our bus would drive by Westlawn and we would hope that Westlawn kids didn't get on because we were just scared. We were we were soft. The rumors about Westlawn was that it was a pretty tough place. So, you know, if you graduated from Westlawn, 
shout out to you. And then Ewan says his sister got, or no, Imitation Tom, his sister got grandfathered into Wagner. See, that's what I thought happened at Parkview as well. Um, but maybe they got rid of that or they just didn't take it. I, uh, Ewan, I'm more Chargers talk here. Brandon, if there's stuff you want to talk about, let me know. But uh, Ewan says, hey, Connor, any other problems with the Chargers outside of Staley? I think Staley's the main culprit. Defensively, they're just terrible. You'll notice whenever Derwin James or a guy, say, Joey Bosa gets injured, their defense improves a little bit because it seems to be simplified and they don't try to run that, what do they call it, the star position where Derwin James is just playing everywhere. They, they go kind of down to a basic defense and the, the roster is okay. It, it tends to work out a little bit better, but I think that uh, letting a few of their linebackers go in the past have caused them some grief. Uh, Kaiser White, Drew Tranquil, you're seeing them make plays, although I believe Kaiser White's now in the IL with the Cardinals. Um, drafting outside the first round hasn't been a strength. You know, I think they've missed, missed on some picks there. Offensive line has actually held up pretty well this year, but again, injuries. Keenan Allen's stayed good, but Mike Williams, Joshua Palmer, Guyton, Gerald Everett, Eckler, all missing times. Certainly not going to help you out uh, in the long term. Brandon, any more texts coming in you want to get to here? Uh, I'm just working on finishing uploading the last hour of the Kevin Carey show so <laughs> I can uh, toss my laptop across the desk here so you have a little easier access to the text line. But uh, Ontario Mom saying, Connor, the way you talk about the Chargers reminds me of the Oilers. Therefore, I'm now a Charger fan. I've never, <laughs> never picked a team to cheer for, but your sorrow feels familiar. When they do win, like the oil, it will be all the sweeter. Dream big, Ontario. You know, it, there are some uh, similarities, especially this year. The Chargers, when playing, you know, the Bears, the Jets, sorry, Bears and Jets fans, they look very good. When the Oilers play the Kraken or the Islanders, you know, well, they didn't look very good against the Islanders. It was a nice comeback, but against the Kraken, they look very good. And then you take them on a team that's a little bit better. And they just hang around, you know, against the the Panthers and the Lightning. They kept it close, heartbreaking fashion. Chargers against the Dolphins, heartbreaking fashion loss. Uh, this past week against the Packers. I don't know how good the Packers are, but heartbreaking loss. So, yeah, you know, there are some parallels there. I'm sure other fans would say that about their teams as well. Um, I think Vikings fans probably could make some parallels with the, the Oilers, just heartbreaking fashion. I Brandon, your Houston Texans right now probably not even you don't even worry about life's good for you uh, Ducks and uh, I'm 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 Texans. just riding riding the wave while it's still going um and it uh, I I don't know if the Texans are going to make the playoffs they're in a good spot but I'm I said this uh, already on the show I'm not going to be super disappointed if they don't I came in this season with no expectations the Ducks kind of same boat I am very confident they will not make the playoffs this year but as long as they remain competitive and uh, show some growth as a team coming out of this very very downtrodden part of their history it's 30th season a lot of celebrations this year uh, i'll be i'll be smiling and happy and the nice thing is i have my fantasy sports teams to uh, distract me from the yeah. sorrows of your real life favorite teams uh, results there's an arc like for you the teams you cheer for when they suck it's easy you know you have low expectations and then take say the detroit lions this year all of a sudden, after the way last year finished, expectations start to go higher, and you're you're hoping you get there. And then you get to a point that if you don't win every week, it's really frustrating. It's like, come on, we're better than that. Um, 
I think the Texans are going to get there soon where all of a sudden expectations are, you know, make the playoffs, get that playoff win. And if you don't get, get there, it's a failure. Then it's a disappointment. We, Even we, though you we, do good things. We've been in that arc already. The, uh, well, maybe the Andre Johnson era, the DeAndre Hopkins era, J.J. Yeah. Watt era for sure. Loaded teams. When you had Arian Foster uh, leading the league in touchdowns, uh, D-Hop. The problem was at that point you didn't have a quarterback, and then we kind of were on the outward phase of the talented players around and at their peaks with Deshaun Watson. He then does what he did and uh, goes out of town. And now we're kind of, uh, you know, start from scratch again. Things are looking good. But we uh, I know we're going to have Zach uh, Lang coming up here in, from Oilers Nation in our, our next break here to talk mostly hockey. So there are a couple fantasy football questions that maybe we can try and bust out here quickly before going to break, uh, Connor. Yeah. This one from Kurt from Barhead. Uh, I fell victim to Mark Andrews' injury and I'm looking for a replacement. Isaiah Likely, David Njoku, and Kate Otten are all available on the waiver wire. What direction would you guys go? Thanks, Kurt. From Barhead. Oh, computer's turning on. Oh, that's a win. <laughs> Thank you for your positive vibes, everyone who put those out there in the universe. Okay, sorry, Kate Otten. Kate Otten, Isaiah Likely, the replacement for Andrews in Baltimore, and uh, David Njoku. I don't know if I go for Njoku, just because we had the quarterback player on. He told us that he is still a viable option. How many points did the, the Browns put up? Was it 13, 13 10 13. when they beat the Steelers? I don't know. Like, sure, because the the tight end position where, like, we've, we've had multiple guests say, you know, you get five points in fantasy football from your tight end, you're probably laughing. Uh, you know what, though? I'm going to go Isaiah Likely. Is he number 80? I think so. How many points this week? Likely 80. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I, I just like the... the that I, sounds like a boomer uh, from uh, Monday's, or fastest three minutes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Just, he, he's got a, a good opportunity. I, th- I think he's a pretty good pass catcher. That's a really good question. Obviously, none of those ideal. I don't know if I'd go Otten, but Njoku's my guy too. I'm a big Kate Otten fan. Uh, I drafted him in our dynasty league as a rookie and, you know, played him sparingly here and there because my main tight end is David Njoku, who has uh, had a couple good games this year. He hasn't, I, I could go back and check the full log. He hasn't really had outs. He was hurt, but... Outside of, I think, maybe one game, he hasn't had any real stinkers, which, uh, like we've talked about with our guests, and you just said, Connor, the tight end position, basically, you're just looking for something, like uh, maybe a touchdown score, a couple catches for 50 yards, like anything in that 5 to 10-point range is great. Anything more than that is like you're in the gold rush, basically. So I think um, I, I still like Njoku. I'm a fan of Otten, the problem being that basically they only throw the ball to Rashad White, um, and then they still try to run the ball even though they're terrible at it. So the Bucks are a bit of a not a fun team to root for because they, they kind of stink. Uh, but likely is an interesting one. I think this weekend will be a big tell uh, in terms of, or I guess Baltimore's, no, they're not on a bye. There are no buys this week, I don't think. Um but Baltimore, uh, we'll see what they kind of do with likely this weekend uh, with a full week of practice in the scheme. So that uh, there are a couple more football questions. We can maybe get to those uh, in our final break after we talk some puck with Zach Lang. I think I know why you like Kate Otten. He went for uh, six receptions, 70 yards, and two touchdowns against the Texans. Sounds right. You remember, like, oh, this guy. But I, I've, I've, I've owned, I, I just traded him this season uh, to shore up some wide receiver position with all the injuries. Mike Williams, Justin Jefferson. I picked up Josh Palmer, also hurt now. Yeah. So good move, me. Way to go. Uh, but that was, I'd, I'd, I'd um, held on to Kate on for the past couple of seasons and used him in uh, pinch spots. And he's been mostly pretty good. I like him. 
All right. Well, you got a good option there. Okay, we, we'll take a break. My computer's back and running, so I'm going to just be texting up a storm with everybody that texted in already. one 401 is the text line to do so. It is Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440, brought to you by Wilhawk Beef, Jerky, Hallie, and Douglas with you. Up next, it is Zach Lang from Oilers Nation. We are back here on Fantasy Frenzy on Sports 1440, brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky, locations in Leduc, Spruce Grove, and West Edmonton Mall, WilhawkBeefJerky.com, Alberta's best beef jerky. Connor Halley and Brandon Douglas with you here as we're talking all things fantasy sports for the next, oh, 36 minutes, give or take, then we'll hand things over to Alan Mitchell and Declan Kruger on the lowdown with Low Tide. When I didn't have my laptop, it was desperate times here on the show, and we were talking about junior highs and high schools. When J-Dog says, my friend graduated from Westlawn in the mid-80s. She became Western Canada's top stripper. She came in second in nationals. What an accomplishment. Where? What? Where are these competitions and how do I buy tickets? <laughs> Who judges? Like, what are the, what's the criteria for this? Is, the dancers are athletic. Like, the things they do on that pole are very impressive. The good ones. Yes. Yeah. The good ones. Well, Not that I've go, ever been, but I've heard. Na- when you go to nationals, you got to be one of the good ones. I'm curious what the, like, criteria is. Like, do they have judges? Is it, like, figure skating? Very interesting. Who earns the most tips? <laughs> Maybe that's it. Is there a benefit to going first or later at night when people are throwing more money? Uh, HVAC Nick says, you can change my name from HVAC Nick to Westlawn Nick, if that'll give me more street cred. Well, did you graduate from Westlawn? Because if you did, you got street cred in my books, Nick. What a what a school that was. I'm not joking. We would drive by on the old 109 school special from Parkview to La Pearl. I think it went to Bellmead and Alder Grove as well, Park West. And it'd be like, oh, I hope nobody's at Westlawn today. Those guys are tough. Can't have them hopping on the bus. Me sitting there with my trumpet. Probably going to beat me up. Anyways, let's get to our guest today. He is the Fantasy Wizard brought to you by the Canadian Brew House. You can join the CBH for Monday, Thursday, and Sunday night football for your chance to win awesome game day prizes and qualify for a chance, a trip for two to the Super Bowl in Las Vegas. Brandon, uh, you're going to be out at a location. We'll talk about that maybe the Ice House. Uh, oh, you're at the Ice House on Thursday, yes. That's going to be a good one. Anyway, let's get to our guest. Uh, Zach Lang from Oilers Nation, Jays Nation, Daily Faceoff. He's everywhere. You can give him a follow on Twitter, slash X, at ZJ Lang. Zach, good morning. How are you doing? Gentlemen, I'm doing good. I uh, had my daily dose of the laughs just now, listening to you guys introduce this segment. Uh, that was uh, some very, very good content right there, boys. You know what? It's, it's the listeners. The listeners provide us with the content on this show, and... I don't know. I'm, I'm sure. I bet there's a few people out there that immediately grabbed their phone, looked up Google, and went to a Canadian stripper nationals just to just to like do some research. Of course. Yes, absolutely. Right. That, a little research is good. You gotta you gotta make sure you know things that are going on in this world. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And I, I'll stand by it. There is athleticism there. That if you're the top stripper in the country, uh, that. That's very impressive. Very impressive. Uh, Zach, something that hasn't been too impressive as we talk into fantasy sports, uh, the Edmonton Oilers on the ice. But fantasy-wise, there are some good options there for you. Uh, Evan Bouchard obviously continues to put up the points. Connor McDavid looks like he's uh, starting to bounce back here. Uh, for a fantasy perspective, let's say we're talking daily fantasy, uh, which Oilers stand out as they take on the Carolina Hurricanes tonight? Uh, one guy that really is jumping out to me so far is actually Warren Fogle. He's projecting really well, and this was while... 
people still kind of assumed that he was going to be on the third line, but he's bumped up right now uh, to play alongside Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisler on the top line tonight, uh, taking uh, Connor Brown's spot. On DraftKings, uh, Fogel's only $600 more expensive than Connor Brown was, and the thing that you get with Warren Fogel is a ton of shot volume this year. Um, I was looking at it the other day. I think of the Oilers' 17 games they've played so far, there's only been three games where Fogel has taken under two shots on goal in a game so what you're getting is a really nice score with him uh based off that shot volume alone and he's the guy i think is uh due to find the, the back of the net a little bit here uh if you look at his individual expected goals this year and his actual goal scoring rates uh there's a little bit of a difference there that i think uh, uh could be capitalized on so for if- Vogel, it's going to be his, sorry i was just gonna say it's gonna be his fifth time uh playing against carolina since the trade no points yet in those games but hey you know what this might be the night Sorry uh, to interrupt you there, Zach. Uh, so uh, one of the things that I was introduced to with DraftKings is the old line stacking technique where you, you'll load up on a line and usually with a superstar, you can kind of find a couple cheaper options and benefit just through uh, the assists or whatever whatever it might be. If you're going to a line stack tonight, was McDavid Dries at Fogel, is that going to be a pretty expensive option for you? Could maybe hamper you for the rest of your team? Yeah, it's going to be one of the more expensive stacks on the entire slate. Uh, looks like they're actually fifth most expensive uh, right now heading into tonight. So when you have a situation like that, you obviously have to try and find some value uh, in your lineups elsewhere. And a line that's really popped out to me lately is that of Dallas's second line, Matthew Shade, Tyler Segan, and Mason Marchman. These guys have been absolutely on fire here uh, as of late in this season, and they've really been able to help out big time for uh, a top line uh, in Dallas that has been so good for so long, but has really struggled to kind of get it going here this year. So similarly, you're going to be getting a nice four there, even if you have to just play uh, Tyler Segan and Mason Marchman as the wingers solely and and find some value elsewhere um, to play. Or actually, no, the stack would actually work out well tonight because both Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl have center eligibility. Uh, so that would be one way you could definitely go there and trying to find some cheaper salary to players uh, to play alongside McDavid and Dreisaitl. Another really good option tonight could be that of Montreal's second line. Christian Dvorak centering uh, Jurek Slavkovsky, whoa, say that 10 times fast, <laughs> and Cole Caulfield. Uh, again, you're getting a, a trio of guys here who may not have the most or the highest scoring upside, rather, but they're going to have a great matchup going up against Anaheim here. And we've seen Slavkovsky kind of coming into his own a little bit this season. And, of course, with Caulfield, uh, you're getting great shot volume there and, and great scoring chances from him, too. Zach Lang of Oilers Nation joining us here on Fantasy Frenzy. Hallie and Douglas with you. If you got any questions, text them into one 401 Zach, this one comes in from Anthony. First-time texter. Anthony, thank you for the question and tuning in today. He's got a question. It's a head-to-head in a points league. He says, Hurdle or Horvat tonight? Uh, Hurdle and the Sharks taking on the Kraken and then the, uh, the Islanders, sorry, taking on the Flyers. Uh, who would you start between those two, you think, Zach? Hurdle or Horvat? Uh, that's a great question. I'm probably going to lean towards um, probably going with Bo Horvat here tonight. I think a little bit of a softer matchup against the New York Islanders. He's got good shot volume. He's got good scoring chances. He's scoring at, at a pretty solid clip here. 
Obviously, the nice thing with Hurdle is that you're getting probably a little bit, uh, or sorry, you're getting a little less shot volume with Hurdle, uh, and I think a little bit of a lower upside, especially going against the Seattle team that is still stringent defensively. So they're 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 not like Seattle's not as great defensively as some people I think make them make them out to be. Um, however, that San Jose team is really really tough to kind of get behind uh, when it comes to fantasy sports right now. Zach Lang from Oilers Nation, the entire Nation Network and Daily Faceoff joining us here on Fantasy Frenzy with Hallie and Douglas on Sports 1440. Zach, uh, with a big slate like there is tonight, uh, there almost certainly is going to be some overlap in people's fantasy teams and they're starting goalies. Are there any uh, regular starters that you're maybe looking at to avoid tonight or on the flip side, uh, some guys that you're saying are absolute must-starts tonight? Yeah, great question. Uh, one guy that I would probably consider as a must-start tonight is Jake Ottinger taking on the Vegas Golden Knights. He's priced up to 8000 He's one of the more expensive goaltenders on the slate. But in five regular season games against Vegas, Ottinger has a 4-0 record, a 1.32 goals against average, and a 9.56 save percentage. Vegas is a team that shoots the puck a lot. They're a team that's going to have a lot of shot volume heading his way. So he's definitely in play for the 35-shot – or sorry, the 35-save bonus, rather – so I think that's a really, really appetizing option on this slate. Uh, Linus Allmark, a little bit cheaper at uh, 7900 is a good option as well. You know, you got options as you kind of go down a little bit too in price. Igor Shosturkin at 7600 looks appetizing uh, against Pittsburgh. And if you really wanted to, um, you know, try your luck, you could go with Logan Thompson as well at 7200 taking on Dallas. Um, he's had a really good start to the year from a fantasy perspective here. Uh, and, and this Dallas team has at times struggled to score this year and, and score consistently. Another uh, enticing matchup tonight is the Vancouver Canucks off to a great start to their season and the Colorado Avalanche. Um, the Avalanche blew a lead late uh, in their last game against Nashville. The Canucks possess a wide arsenal of potent uh, offensive players. Are you, uh, are you loading up on Canucks tonight, uh, starting in, of course, the first word being Quinn Hughes, uh, tied for the league lead in points? Yeah, Quinn Hughes is a great option on pretty much any slate right now. This is a guy who is averaging almost 17 DraftKings points a night. His value has been immense this year to start the season. However, I think he's a guy, and I think this Canucks team as a whole is a team that's going to be due for some regression here. And I think it could set in tonight against Colorado. I mean, the Avalanche are just such a good, deep team. You know, you mentioned the comeback. They've done it multiple times. You you look at the back end on, on Colorado, and that is a tough defense to go up against. Uh, I think the thing with Vancouver is that they're all just scoring at such unsustainably high rates right now, pretty much across the board. Um, so I think for me, I'm going to be leaning a little heavier towards Colorado and specifically their top line there. Uh, Nathan McKinnon, Miko Randon, and Valeri Nechushkin, they are very, very expensive. They are far and away going to be the most expensive uh, stack on any slate uh, on any given night. But again, if we can try and find some value, you know, we look at a, a third line of Ross Colton, Miles Wood, and Logan O'Connor who's another trio that provided a really solid floor this season. Ross Colton and Miles Wood specifically uh, have been getting a lot of play from me this year. So uh, they're priced at 3900 and 2800 If you're going away from a Colorado one stack, um, that's uh, another little duo down there, uh, nice and cheap, that you can uh, squeeze into a lot of lineups. 
Zach Lang from the Nation Network and Daily Faceoff uh, joining us here on Fantasy Frenzy with Hallie and Douglas on Sports 1440. Last one for me, Zach, uh, and includes a couple former Avalanche players. Uh, this one coming in from M on the text line. Uh, looking for a couple uh, and or options for you. Uh, Darnell Nurse or Moritz Sider on the defensive side and then looking at uh, Nazem Kadri or JT Comfer up front. Which, uh, which side of those ones do you like? Uh, we'll start defensively. I love Darnell Nurse. Um, if you're in a, a points league or, or a, a banger league that includes block shots, shots on goals and hits, Darnell Nurse is a guy who's providing tremendous value this season. Uh, from a DFS perspective as well, he's starting to creep up in price wise. Uh, price wise, rather hitting the forty or the five K mark right now. Was down around 4,600 a few weeks ago. I think in the forward matchup, I think you have to go with Nazem Kadri. Um, we're starting to see a little bit of a resurgence here from the Calgary Flames, uh, and it feels like they're kind of due to continue to try and break through here, uh, at least offensively. You know, Kadri's played on the second line with Connor Zari and Martin Pospisil, uh, a couple of young players who have really stepped in and shown well early on this season and early in their NHL careers. So, again, this is another line that you can uh, get a little bit of value out here, out of here uh, in a matchup against Nashville uh, that I think is a favorable one for Calgary. Zach, last one before we let you go here. This is a fantasy football question, and I, I know your area of expertise has to be the Chicago Bears. It's a big fan. I... I have uh, some some injury problems. Joe Burrow, Kurt Cousins were my quarterbacks. Is Justin Fields, I, I picked him up a couple weeks ago, is he an option for me, you think, this week? And can we count on him to find that elite form that he's shown occasionally in his career? Yeah, absolutely. As far as I'm concerned, I would consider um, Justin Fields to be a must-start if you have him on your roster. Uh, I'm actually starting him over Tua okay. in one of my leagues this week. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at with with Justin Fields right now. I mean, when you look at his body of work uh, on the season as a whole, he's the 20th ranked quarterback or around there in terms of overall um, uh, points, you know, but we got to consider the fact that he missed his four game stretch, you know, and especially when you look back earlier in the season games against Denver and Washington, where he threw for four passing touchdowns, he's starting to really seem to get a great connection with DJ Moore. And it was really unfortunate uh, that he was injured the way that he was against Minnesota in week six. Obviously, he came back last week. You know, the nice thing about Justin Fields is you just have an, an incredibly high floor thanks to his rushing upside. Uh, he had 101 rushing yards last week on 18 rush attempts. Uh, even if he's throwing for, like he did last week, 169 yards and a touchdown, he's still getting you 20 points, uh, 25 points per week on average. If you can get that from your starting quarterback, you are very, very happy. And I think Fields is one of those quarterbacks that you have to start if you got him on your team. It's going to take Ricky Suggs to the promised land. I can see it now. Zach, uh, thanks so much for doing this today. Lance wants me to ask you why Tyler won't admit that they are friends. Do you, do you have an answer for Lance? Uh, Lance, unfortunately, I do not have an answer for you. Uh, what I will say, however, is keep trying. Uh, Tyler's somebody that you could break down with persistence. <laughs> I've heard that about him. Uh, he's, he's out in New York, right? Yeah, he is. He's out traveling the East Coast right now. I think he's actually... Uh, Going to visit our friend uh, Frank Sarah Valley for Thanksgiving as well here. So a uh, good little trip for Tyler to uh, continue to avoid the grind as he so loves to do. <laughs> I was going to say, it sounds like he's grinding, but maybe you're right. Just go out there for a free meal, avoiding the grind. Zach, thanks so much for doing this today. Hey, thanks again for having me, guys. We'll talk to you later. That is Zach Lang of Oilers Nation and Jay's Nation.
the Nation Network, Daily Face, all the guys everywhere. Uh, give him a follow on Twitter or X at ZJ Lang. He is brought to you by the Canadian Brew House, sending you to the Super Bowl. And we touched on it there briefly. So Gregor's going to be live at the Brew House tomorrow for American Thanksgiving. Football all day. I'll tell you this. We don't have a TV in here yet. And yet. I was I was panicked about this show, but the big picture was how am I going to watch football tomorrow if I buy, like if my laptop doesn't work? And that, that's been resolved. But for everyone else, you can go down to the Canadian Brew House, the Ice House, my apologies, downtown, hang out with Gregor, and then you're going to be there at 6. Yeah, pretty much as soon as Gregor's hopping off, uh, maybe I'll just take over his table. He'll uh, maybe have a couple cold drinks waiting for me there if he's yeah. a, a real good uh, boss. And tell you what, Connor, did since you're such a great co-host and a good friend of mine, I will. I'm gonna leave my uh, my streaming uh, program logged in here on the monitors. You can just log in to watch uh, watch football on the bigger screens instead of just your laptop screen. I appreciate that. Sure, that might um, have some effect on your ability to do your uh, job as effectively because we need pretty much every screen in here at all times. Yeah. But you know what? Worth it. You know what? It's that- Thanksgiving football. Declan Kruger is also gonna be down at the ice house keeping things on track for the YouTube. So I'm going to be by myself in here. So you're laughing. Could get crazy. Could have the lights <laughs> could off. Get crazy. Could watch football all day. It's going to be awesome. So yeah, go down to the ice house. Uh, man, I, my, my biggest problem with the brew house or of any other locations is what to get on the menu. Cause it's so extensive. I still got to try the quesadillas. I was at the Ellers. No, not Ellersley. Windermere location. And a gentleman beside me who was battling a nasty hangover got the quesadillas, and they looked so good. So that's always kind of on the the back burner. I'm always like, maybe I should get the quesadilla this time. I haven't done it yet. Maybe uh, maybe at St. Albert South, though. When I hit there on Monday, you'll be at the Ice House tomorrow. It's going to be awesome. Uh, Jim says, I have no idea what he's talking about. Price? I think I'm happy about it. That's, that's uh, DraftKings. Yeah, daily fantasy sports. And yeah. everything Zach said, if he's referencing daily fantasy sports, it can still be applied to your fantasy hockey leagues. The categories and things that score them are almost always the same. But yeah, yeah Zach just provides a little more context talking about price based on uh, you have a quote-unquote salary cap to build your daily fantasy team if you're playing along at uh, DraftKings or other similar sites. Yeah, we've had Jeffrey Ulrich on uh, from Matthew Barry's Fantasy Life. He talks about that as well. It's kind of cool because I, I, one thing I do like, you know, you can do so with just like small monetary amounts you know it could be like a, a like dollar a five, league a dollar league five dollar league and <laughs> yeah. a chance to i mean hey if you come on on top you're winning up into five figures uh, even in those leagues so it's a, it's a cool small risk big reward but of course there's lots of lots of people playing in those cheap yes. leagues too. so it, uh, you got to be savvy you got to be savvy i i got into it a little bit and i was kind of just watching along and like it has like the live updates right so you could be you know nhl tw- 12 games going on after the first late of games you could be right at the top and then whew, there you go. You're at the very bottom of the league. So it can be a lot of fun, uh, but always do so responsibly. Use your game sense, as we say. Uh, we've also got Lance here. Yeah, I will just have to keep at it then. He doesn't know it yet, but we're best friends. Ty, you got to watch out for Lance. Just kidding. Lance is great. Lance, I, we always love your support. Uh, always a blast having you out of the Elks Watch parties this past year. And uh, the invite is always open for Monday Night Football for you and everyone else there. That is tuning in today. We'll take a break. When we come back, we will uh, get back into the inbox. I see Ewan, Simmerjeet, Pillman, M. We'll get to you guys in a second here, and I will let you know what's coming up on the station for the remainder of the day with the Lowdown with Low Tide and the Jason Greger Show. It is Fantasy Frenzy, brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky here on Sports 1440. 
Good morning. Thank you for tuning in to Fantasy Friends. we got about uh, seven or eight minutes left before we wrap up. Connor Halley, Brandon Douglas with you here. one 1440 is the text line to get in on the conversation. The show, as always, brought to you by the fine folks at Wilhock Beef Jerky. Check them out online, wilhockbeefjerky.com, and you can come see them in person. West Edmonton Mall. You could also walk past our studio, give us a wave, or you can head out to Leduc or Spruce Grove, check them out. And like I said, great stocking stuffers, uh, great to show up a party with some jerky, some sausage. Maybe you have some pickled eggs, pickled, pickled asparagus, pickled eggs, pickled anything. Pickled it's anything. all good. Candy rubs. Yeah. You want to go to Wilhock beef jerky for sure. Uh, coming up today on sports 1440, we will have the lowdown with Low Tide coming up in about 12 minutes' time. Uh, they, they have it listed as their Oilers preview at 12. And then at 120, Oilers preview continues. In between that, they'll preview the Oilers a little more. With Corey Lavalette, he covers the Carolina Hurricanes for the North State Journal News. They'll have some rumors for you. Then at 1 o'clock, it is Bruce McCurdy from the Cult of Hockey. So basically, the whole show is Oilers preview from noon to 2. And then on the Jason Greger show... You guys might have noticed a trend here. We've got Tyler Uremchuk of Oilers Nation and Daily Faceoff live from New York. He'll join us at 2.20, and then at 2.40, we have Shane Willis, former NHLer and Carolina Hurricanes analyst. From 3 to 4, another edition of Who Is It Wednesday. I say this every week. You do not want to miss this one. It's going to be very good. Uh, the guests that we've had drop by the studio for that hour are always very entertaining. And the one today, I'm, I'm promising you, it'll be very good. At uh, 4 o'clock, we'll go into the room. Here's some comments from the Oilers. We'll have Mark Spector at 4.20. Then at 5 o'clock, we got Tony Marinero on for the sick podcast out in Montreal. Talk about the Canadians as they take on the Anaheim Ducks tonight. You nervous? They do. You ner- nervous there, Brandon? No, like I said, I don't, I don't approach any of my team's hockey football otherwise with any sort of expectation. I just hope it entertains me, which... Both the Ducks and the Texans have done tenfold so far this season. The Ducks are the comeback kids so far this year. Uh, not so much the last couple games. They've cooled off pretty noticeably. Um, but the Texans, they've been electric. So, yeah, I am in kind of the perfect space of a sports fan. Yes, you like to see your team competing for championships. But with that comes expectation. And with expectation almost always comes disappointment. Whereas I'm just kind of in like free flow mode. I know the teams are competitive and good. And I'm loving it. Fear no man. Sure. We got a text in here. Did those people wave back? No. Oh. <laughs> it was kind of a miscommunication because they looked and then I waved at them and then they looked away. Whatever. No, they, they saw you wave. Don't worry. But mm. they were having none of it. They smiled <laughs> and then just carried on their merry way down the mall floor. Maybe scoping out what's going to be happening for Black Friday here at the mall. Smile and nod. Yeah. What, what's up with I mean, We got an email from the bosses saying, be ready. The parking lot's going to be jammed. Not for you. You're here at like 6 a.m. You'll be cool. I'm a little bit worried about myself because I, w- I want to be here in time for kickoff in the Lions game. 10.30 Mountain Time? Yes. Packers-Lions, 10.30 a.m. Mountain Time. you got Commanders-Cowboys at 2.30 and then at Niners-Seahawks at 6.20. So I'll be here a little bit earlier, but uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting. i got to improve my uh, wave back percentage. Simmerjeet says, hey, guys, I don't know. This one's dangerous. Can you suggest a two-game parlay in the NHL to bet $100 on? I mean, geez, it's risky. You might as well just go uh, down to the roulette table and throw it on black and get yourself some 50-50 odds. Brandon, you said you like the Sharks and 
Kraken game for the Kraken is a, an easy win. Yeah, the I mean, it's minus 300, so if you're going to be parlaying it, maybe pick something a little closer to some even odds. Um, but the Kraken are a team kind of on the rise. Grubauer has been ruled out. I believe it will be Joey Decord's net tonight. But he's been great. Our, our Tuesday co-host on the Carry Show, Grant Fear, has been singing his praises all year long, even going back to before the season started. Uh, so I like that. The Sharks are terrible. Don't be fooled by them uh, beating the Oilers a couple weeks ago and costing Jason Greger um, his handsomeness uh, at the current state of his hair. But, yeah, so I love the crack in there on the money line. Um, they're minus 300. And then outside of that, I mean, hey, if you're an Oilers fan, maybe you want to go with the Oilers. They're plus 120. They're dogs tonight in Carolina. Anti Ranta, 13-0-0 in his last uh, 13 starts at PNC Arena for the Hurricanes and some sparkling numbers to go with that too. So I wouldn't recommend that one. That would be a little dice here. But I think if you pick uh, some – tell you what, here's my pick. Blackhawks money line plus 125 parlayed with Seattle money line minus 300. There you go. A little uh, plus 200 two leg parlay. I was going to say, like, I mean, if you're looking at the games, a lot of competitive games. Very, very close uh, competitive games tonight if you're looking uh, as they relate to odds. So, um, and even some of the ones that seem like mismatches, like you and I were just joking in the uh, the break, Sabres are underdogs uh, at the Capitals tonight. There's something in my brain that has tricked me just to thinking the Sabres are some juggernaut because of maybe, once again, preseason expectations, but they're still just a, like an okay team. And the Capitals also kind of just an okay team. Uh, they're actually a little bit on the up and up. They moved into third place in the Metro. The, the Sabres, they're down in sixth in the Atlantic. So, Do our mics pick up what's going on out there in that hallway very well? I'm like, I, I can hear it clearly. Like low tide's talking with Gruff, I think. <laughs> I can hear it very well. Uh, Mason McTavish is looking like a monster. Imitation Tom. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Mason McTavish. Agree with you on that one. Sean just says, Bills fans, dot, dot, dot. I don't know what that's in reference to, but uh, yeah, Bills fans. Who would you flex in your, who'd you put in your flex spot? Ford or London? Half EPR Mac. Who? Uh, that's a good one. I will say Ford. Can't trust any Atlanta Falcon skill positions unless they were like undrafted. Then Arthur Smith has a plan. I will uh, I will say Jerome Ford as well. <laughs> okay. You and Brett, Jim, Lance, Callie, all you guys, text us in tomorrow so we can get to these texts uh, throughout the show. We're sorry you missed him today. Or just text him to Low Tide. He's got some fantasy advice for you as well. This has been Fantasy Frenzy brought to you by Will Hawk Beef Jerky. For Brandon Douglas, I'm Connor Halley. Thank you guys so much for tuning in today. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Right now, though, let's get to an update brought to you by Wheelhawk Beef Jerky, home of Alberta's best beef jerky locations in Leduc, Spruce Grove, and West Edmonton Mall. WheelhawkBeefJerky.com. Here is the Duke.